I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I feel sick. <laughs> and this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners, macabre murders, and captivating crimes from across the centuries, and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales that we tell. And it's episode 190. Yay, it is. Yay. Yay. And, you're, and you're sick. Oh, but, yes. Today you're just saying vile things. <laughs> we had a little warm up before. Yes, it was, it was off. Awful. Before we start the podcast proper, I like to say terrible things to Nick. Terrible, 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 terrible things. Terrible, terrible things. Or haunt me till I die. That's going to be a thing now. That's oh, going to be a thing. After 190 episodes, I'm now going to start going, oh yeah, what can I really mess you up with? <laughs> Just before I say welcome. Fun times. Yay! Fun times. How are you, Nick? I'm all right. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, I'm all right. I've, I've recovered from that initial shock. You recover well. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was, it was a brief shock. You're robust enough. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's no it. no follow-up whatsoever. I do not wish to be questioned further. Don't put it that thread, Sinead. Okay, good. <laughs> well, lovely. I, I will compliment you on your beautiful apartment flat at the moment because of all the art that you there's, have there's, added. There's art. It is quite stunning. It is pretty art. Now, some, some, and I stress some, of the Patreons do know what I'm talking about. Because on Book Club recently mm. which is a special zoom chat that we do with our patreon subscribers who get interested in the book club that we do they all wanted to know about the pictures <laughs> you've put up and you sent me pictures during the book club chat so i have revealed to some people and they were blown away they thought it was very very beautiful very very beautiful people were screenshotting to, to order the same kind of art that you have oh it's coming together oh, it's in coming here together. it's coming together i need to take pictures in here and film them because you don't understand to turn off lights well shooting pictures no no because there was just reflection and all well mainly because i was lying on the sofa while doing it <laughs> I, these, these were not artfully taken photographs it was me lying on the sofa going oh, i'll take a picture and send that to people <laughs> right yeah very man way of doing it whereas i'd be standing up right style it style it yeah no none of that very impressive i just i managed to clear the table of shit <laughs> so you get what you're given well done any poisonings this week i think so no so it's got very quick well, January Compared is done. Yes, yeah, so January is done. It's, it's now February. done. Yeah, it's now into February. When we're recording this, it is St. Bridget's Day. And that's mm-hmm. a very, not religious thing. It's more of a pagan thing. But it's a very, very good day. This this time, everyone, if you're still feeling a bit blue, 
this is a great time to embrace the spring because spring is coming from this point. <laughs> it is. It is. There's beautiful is. imagery around. It's now the the regrowth has started. You've all had your rest in January. The light is coming back. <laughs> it's quite spectacular. Had an amazing sunset tonight. Indeed, as well. that was very, very pretty. Yeah. Walking home. Yeah. But yeah, this week has gone quick. Okay, so yes, yeah, so no, no, no time to poison anyone really. We have said we poisoned our wallets somewhat this month. Weirdly, oh, it's been an expensive month. What, what did we? Very... What, and what did we do? Well, I what bought a lot of art. You bought a lot of art. <laughs> I did a lot of house stuff. So you yeah. know, repaired the steps so no so one that, died. That ain't cheap. Oh, you're an arts person, yeah. now, are you? I, I just, I just realised I haven't even started paying for that thing yet. Oh, you know. The first payment comes out this month at some point. So oh like, shit! <laughs> yes, he's got a piece of art that he hasn't even paid for yeah, yet. Yeah, I know that. I just stole because it's so expensive. <laughs> Well, welcome to Art Chat. Yes, yeah, so Art Chat with Nick. <laughs> this is, is I'm now an expert in all things art. As sophisticated as it gets. We yeah. <laughs> One art, please. One art. I, went to, I bought an art. Oh, well, good. Well, speaking of spending lots of money on art and not knowing why and what it does, I think it's time for us to thank our delicious Patreon subscribers because they do pay money for art and they, they, they don't know they, why. Pay, they pay for all the art, absolutely. <laughs> so your money is well spent. Very well spent, <laughs> you sexy, sexy people. So thank you very much to the art, to Ellen Watson. To Dawn Ravitza. Uh, to the arsenic enthusiast. <laughs> Pretty nice, like it. To Ophelia Rose. To the Laudanum Lady. Oh, sorry, sorry, to Lady Laudanum. Oh, oh my goodness me. Yes. And to Rachel Heron. Marvellous. Oh, wonderful. The arsenic enthusiast and the Lady Laudanum. Very, need to get together. Yeah, absolutely. That that was very good. They I don't. Like they don't have to. It doesn't have to be a, a, a sexy relationship. It just can just be <laughs> friends. No, no, it can be platonic. We're not. We're not advocating that. They, but they they should fight crime. Or cause crime. I feel. What? Oh, cause <laughs> Yeah, I d- mm, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling with those names, some sort of villain, sort of esque thing, and you not many heroes point. called arsenic enthusiast. <laughs> Every time they're dragged into the police station, I know what you're thinking. I can't stress this enough. We want to stop all of this. My name has inspired me to fight for the side of good. Okay, we've been poisoning people. Yes, I, I, but I poisoned the criminals. <laughs> Lady Laudanum, I like to send people to sleep. <laughs> this is great. We should write more of these. As graphic novels hey thank you you delicious delicious sexy patreon subscribers we had fun on patreon this week we talked about witchcraft we had some we witch did. trials yes from the elizabethan era from old dear old ones. essex yes. uh it was lots of fun and interesting trial less about the tortury stabbiness more just the power of yeah. persuasion one thing that i did take away from that which i, which I, I was thought well, i was thinking while you said it it's like why do these things happen in essex yes what is it about essex because obviously Matthew Hopkins and all that sort of that, mm-hmm. all Essex and all those sort of witch trials. Yes, there are, of course, there are ones elsewhere. You have Pendle and all these sort of things and yes. some down in Cornwall. But there is a concentration I th- in sort of the Essex, Suffolk-y yeah. sort of area, which I thought was most intriguing. I wonder where that is. I believe very Puritan concentration in Essex at the time. Mm. Apparently it was quite a concentrated Puritan place. That might be lies. <laughs> But Essex and Suffolk overspill from London uh, to the but, coast. But surely, surely that would be less inclined towards the the witchy mm. shenanigans and things if you're I coming out of London from a more urban environment. You're perhaps mm. less susceptible to such superstitions if you're in a very industrialised urban environvironment or, or urban situation. Oh, inter- it's a very interesting point. Or what if more people come into that area because they've moved out of London, you know, DFLs. <laughs> did you get DFLs in the 16th century? I, fuck yes, you did. <laughs> they were in there putting up their avocado shops. 
DFL, anyone under the, down from London. Down from Instead London. Of, yes, the people who from London who buy expensive houses so no one else in the other areas can buy them. Yeah, they come down, <laughs> they deign to come down usually to the south and to yes. the coast and everything. But yeah, okay, so the DFLs come out and they realise all the witchy ways that are happening. All the rest of the area, the rest of the home counties and then into the Midlands and stuff. Oh, witches galore. No one's bothering because no one from London had come out and gone, no, you can't be doing this. They'd been doing it for centuries. Yeah. It must be some good Surrey witches. Some good house, home county, counties witches. <laughs> There's not a lot of Surrey no. witches, are there? That no, there must have been some. Oh. And and also Essex, the start of Poison Panic. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's all, all about Essex. It's all about Essex. Well, you know what? We've not had a proper poisonous cabinet trip to Essex. Well, this is true. Perhaps we had perhaps we go to Chelmsford or something like that. Oh, well, maybe a trip to Essex. To get to the bottom of this. Get to the bottom. We must go bottom of all the witches and the poison that took place. Absolutely. Anyone from Essex who's listening, please weigh in and uh, tell us know. your history. Well, Nick, are you ready? <laughs> well, I think we should probably should be. To drink cocktails and talk about poison? Yes, go on then. Or we could drink poison and talk about cocktails. Ah, oh, no, I'll drink. Drinking, drinking. Drinking, drinking. Drinking, drinking. Let's go with the first one. Hooray, hooray, hooray. It is Nick's story this week, and we can't, mm. we can't, we can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell, and it will flavour our cocktail of the week. Nick, your story, so your pick. The mm-hmm. secret ingredient is... Is silk. Silk. A lovely bolt of silk. Oh, oh, oh. shimmers and shimmies and... Shimmies? S- yeah, well, that's how I would describe silk as moving. Okay, yeah. Shimmies. It's got yes. a lovely uh, quality yes. to it. I'm doing a lot of hand gestures, which are really useful on a podcast. <laughs> Very scary hand gestures. <laughs> <laughs> They're nothing to do with silk. I'm just flicking bees at Nick. Very upsetting. Yeah, silk. Lovely, lovely. Yes. Yeah, very nice. That's the end that's, of that That's conversation. the end of that conversation. Yeah, it's silk. Silk fabric, lovely. It's mm. soft and nice. Silk pillowcases we should all have, apparently. Okay. Good for the skin. And get a silk scrunchie, not you, to tie up your hair. <laughs> oh, I want a silk scrunchie tie up I think you should. I, I'd love you to have a silk scrunchie. Great. <laughs> I'd just Absolutely. come around every night and go... <laughs> Me and my silk pyjamas and my silk sheets. Oh, yeah. Would you have silk sheets? No, it's too No, slimy. no. Well, slightly. Sorry, you just careering off You're the bed. Whizzing around all over the place. Because <laughs> it's meant to. Is it satin or silk? Sa- oh, it's so satin, isn't it? I suppose it's uh, satin. Would you have silk sheets? Oh, God, no. Pro- no, I don't think. No, it's I don't satin. think you could afford satin, silk sheets. Yes. Uh, satin, you get on and go, come here. Woo! It's just like falling out the other side. <laughs> Trying to maintain momentum. It's the sexiest part. Yes, I'm very, very, very sexy. I'm on oh, the floor. My God. <laughs> Great. With that image firmly in mind, what have you come up with? Well, we are having... We are having... A Silk Road. Silk Road? Silk Road. So what's the reference Silk Road? So, he's got silk in the title. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm thinking of the Spice Road, aren't I? It's the same thing. Is it? But what, again, what is that, though? So, okay, so that, that, okay, this has got nothing to do with the story. But okay. <laughs> it's, it's just that it had silk in the title and it sounded interesting. But the Silk Road, yes, the same as sort of the trade routes from China. Right, right. Back back in the day when ah. it was all done overland by camel and elephant and what have you. Jesus. <laughs> that was the, the Silk Road bringing spices from the Orient <laughs> into Europe and Italy and France and such like. Delightful. I'm sure yes. the animals were used at one point and there were vehicles and they were like, no, we will continue with well, but yes, by the time camels. Vehicles, yeah, camels, camels all the way. Camels and cats. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Trade routes across the continents. Thank you for that bit of history. It sounds elegant. It sounds nice. Shimmy. Shimmy. Slidey. They just slid. <laughs> <laughs> for thousands and thousands of miles. They just rolled out the silk and it was a slip and slide. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> just off they went. Well, with that Knackered in mind... worms, Chris, weaving in front of them. 
<laughs> one giant word behind me. Christ! As they went. Yeah! <laughs> I think it is high time for us to slide shimmy however you wish to choose into the poisonous cabinet kitchen and shake up a storm. So we'll see you in a minute. We'll see you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. Well, Nick, mm. we have the Silk Road. The Silk Road. It's been a long and shiny road. A long and shiny, shiny journey. Many people have died falling over. <laughs> but it's very nice. It's orangey. It's an orangey it's hue. An amber hue. Do you mm. get to get silk and amber? I suppose you could have it silk dyed. whatever colour you like. Okay. I'm looking forward to this because yeah. I think we should get very I'm drunk intrigued. tonight. <laughs> okay. Merry Christmas. Okay. Merry Christmas. Let's dive right in. Mm. Ooh. I'll rinse it around the mouth a bit more each time now. I've just said it. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I just choked on my own saliva. Okay. Ooh. Oh, no. That's very pleasant. That had a really weird front taste, like immediate taste that reminded me of meat. But sorry. <laughs> and that shouldn't be the first thing I say about this cocktail because it's quite or, nice. Or is that just all the sausages you've been eating this <laughs> To be fair, I have been mainlining mini sausages <laughs> and I wonder why yeah. I suddenly taste sausage. Oh, that's not a phrase I should say. Oranges. I'm getting oranges. There's no orange in there. Is there not? No. Really? Well, don't eat 10 mini sausages before you have a cocktail. It's very fruity. There's, yes, fruity. There's, there's fruit. Fruity. There's, there's, there's fruit. Okay, second sip. Second Just sip. generic fruit. It smells nice. Weird, weird front taste. Nice, but... I like that a lot. It's very nice. It's very nice. It's sharp. It's got a savoury quality. Savoury twang. Sip. Yeah. The rest of it, don't know. No triple sec? Nope. Okay. Sugar. I know the sugar because you came in going, where's all my sugar? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Verbatim. <laughs> then you flip the table over and went, come on, you spurs. Yes. <laughs> the sugar in it. Yeah. Okay. Got that. Well done. Lime. No. Lemon. Yes. Hey. Well Any done. Any other fruit? Yes. Maraschino. No. Banana. No. Silk Road. Silk Road. Spices. Yeah, I won't go too hard on that. No, one. okay. <laughs> Lemon, limes, oranges. Ap- apple, apples? No. Pears? No. Stairs? Stairs, yes. Yeah. Stairs. There's no other fruit, Nick. There's no other fruit in existence. <laughs> There's nothing. Um, Shamble, like raspberries. Ra- no. Raspberries. Fuck you. Right, what's the base spirit? Gin? Yes. Uh, yay! I was guessing there. I had no idea. <laughs> Is there another spirit? There are two. Two? Rum? Nope. Vodka? No. Whiskey? No. Bourbon? No. Rye? No. Think liqueur. Don't think base spirit. Right. I don't know. This is, this is this, this game paper no, now, isn't no, it? No, no, shut you. No. It's not got herbally shit in it, is it? Yeah. Shit. Has it got fucking shashu? No, it hasn't got fashu. Oh, thank God, thank God, thank God. Benedictine. Yes. Yay! I always get there in the end, don't I, with Benedictine? Yeah, once you've listed every other possible drink known to man. <laughs> Benedictine, and then I'm on the home stretch now, Nick. We can just carry on like yeah, this. Yeah, right, one more to go. Fuck. Um, liqueur. Liqueur. Think fruity that you have not yet mentioned. Oh, God. There's no, no. Do you, you want know... to write a pen and paper? Do you want to write a list? I don't... <laughs> Is it a citrus? No. Right. Peach? No. What? There's no other fruits. There's quite... no other fruits. Apricot. Yeah. Oh, is it apricot brandy? Or like, yeah. like... Ap- apricot brandy. I should stop. I should... <laughs> I'm trying to keep going. Yeah. Southern Comfort. No, I've gone too far. <laughs> God. We got well, that there was the... easy. Wasn't we got it? there in the end. So, yeah, just to recap. <laughs> Gin, Benedictine, apricot brandy, bit of sugar, some lemon juice, and some bitters. Delicious. 
What a sophisticated and it's drink. very, very nice. It's very nice. What's the savoury bit? Well, probably the, sort of some of the herbally things you're going to get for the Benedictine. Yeah, the Benedictine is really fronty, really front-loaded. Yeah. You're going to get this. I suppose the gin and the Benedictine are going to give you a more of a herbally thing. Yeah. And then you've got the sweetness with the apricot yes. um, and the sugar and a bit of it's going to cut through with the lemon. So, wow. yeah, it's very, nice. yeah, it's very nicely balanced. really well. It's good. I like really it. Really well. Ooh, that's a hit. It's a cocktail, but it's not too spirity forward, heavy, no. oomphy one like we love, love, we usually have, which are like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And it will kill you within two. <laughs> I mean, I think that's still quite strong. Oh, it's I still think quite strong. The, the quantity of lemon juice, I'm suspecting, is probably cancelling out what you would, if you took that away and you'd be like, oh, Jesus. But yeah, it's your average cocktail in strength sort of thing. The yes. Silk Road is quite splendid. Yes, indeed. Well, Nick, with our Silk Road's firmly in hand, mm-hmm. as we traverse down the Saturn Road to really feck it off. <laughs> Is it time for a story? It probably should be. Yay! Hurrah, 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 hurrah. 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 So this week, <gasps> I'm back on the gangs again. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. I'm on a gang frenzy. Gang frenzy. Uh, and we're going to talk about a woman who I have mentioned before in a couple of our episodes. And from reading about her, I think she deserves an episode of a video. Oh, great. So here we are. So this is the story of Frederica Mendelbaum. <laughs> Yes, you did mention her in The Forty Elephants. Yes, and also she featured in The Adam Worth. She did. Uh, the Napoleon of Crime <gasps> story, which is when I first came across her. Ooh. So yeah, I thought this is a fascinating character. And Fantastic. that she is. So yes. So she's known as Mom to her friends. Mom. Mom. Um, it's a woman who rose from absolute poverty to become the richest crime boss in New York City. (laughs) So so it's a real rags to riches story, which is fantastic. Delicious. So I'm hoping we will be friends. So I'm going to call her Mom throughout the the episode rather than Frederica Mendelbaum, which is a bit of a mouthful. It is a little bit of a mouthful. (laughs) So we're we're going to go with Mom and I hope she'll accept that. Now she has more than earned her reputation as the queen of fences. She was known. She bought stolen items from thieves and pickpockets across the city and beyond and sold them on for a huge profit and made her millions. She always had a prospective buyer waiting in the wings who knew not to ask too many questions about where certain things had come (laughs) from and a steady supply of ill-gotten goods coming into her what she ran as her little store which was a front for her criminal network really she had a little canned goods store oh right um, <laughs> so she did she did have a proper she, did, front. she actually had a proper proper shop oh yeah canned goods shop love it uh, so, yeah that was a front for this huge network of shenanigans That's going what you on want. you want a suspicious <laughs> shop where you walk past and go hmm it, did it just say canned goods, canned goods. and it just had labelless cans <laughs> piled up like what can i have ham no no this is full of diamonds <laughs> <laughs> was she called Mom because she was the queen of crime? Just well, oh, I think it was just an abbreviation of her her name, Mendelbaum, oh, Mom okay. type thing. Okay. Say so she she preferred things like jewelry and fancy clothes because they were easy to quickly move on. Yeah, but she would pretty much take a punt on most things there's one story that recalls she once accepted a herd of goats <laughs> which had been allegedly stolen during the great chicago fire and someone had come had nicked in the chaos had nicked some goats driven them across country and mum went i know we want them <laughs> bought I mean, them for a song sold them on for a massive profit a a fixer as someone who just knows someone who yeah. knows someone great also very important to point out what era are we in by the way what year is this we're so we are in sort of the turn of the 20th century great okay sort of, yeah if this was the 90s that <laughs> this would be is weird. this is not the 90s we're going back slightly <laughs> we're going we're going back uh, <laughs> so I mean, she was born 
1827. She was born Frederica Henrietta Auguste Weisner. Great. In Hanover. Love it. Prussia. I mean, as the saying classically goes, not much is known about her childhood. But what we do know is that in 1848, she marries Wolf Mendelbaum. 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 Um, And two years later, in 1850, the young couple, along with their now children in tow, they emigrate from Germany to the US. Uh Aha. They move across to New York, where, like a huge number of other people coming from Europe, they settle in New York's Lower East Side. Which is where they find a home. It's the finest of places. The, the delight, most, well, at the time, I think it was probably less delightful. Oh, no, no, absolutely. It, it, was, it was, was a slum. It was. At the time, a lot of immigrants there. There's yes. a wonderful museum in the Lower East Side Museum all about immigration absolutely. and everything. But it's now one of our favourite places because it has a lot of history associated with our favourite people and a lovely bar. And, and many lovely bars. Lovely bar. <laughs> so <laughs> we do like it. But at the time, it was not much fun. So Babies in cages out windows. Yeah, she shares an apartment with 15 other people Fuck. in this in this little apartment so this is her her husband and her four children are sharing with 15 other people Jesus. in this apartment and they make their money as peddlers okay. really Fair they enough. sell rags scrap any other odds and ends that they can find on the street mm. they set up on a little street corner they have all their wares in bags that they, they can carry around and easily move on should they get Shooed on by the authorities. They work 14 hours a day, seven days a week, bringing in around $6 a week. Mm. Not a huge amount, which is not a lot today to house them and their four children. No, any boomers listening to this, shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's what we did in those absolutely, days. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, I had tough in my day. <laughs> what, 14 hours down mills? $6 a week, man. Luxury, that luxury, was luxury. Luxury on the streets of New York, we were as Yorkshiremen. <laughs> but then? In 1857, mm-hmm. a financial crisis hits the US. No. Is is now become known as the Panic of 1857. Oh, I've never heard of that. That's No, I had not heard of it before. But yes, the Panic <laughs> of 1857. And Was it it's, called that at the time or retrospectively? I think I think only a few years retrospectively. So not nice. like 100 years later. But I think, yeah, within a few years it was started Great. to be called At the that. time, if you announce that, that's not going to go down well. It's not ideal, We yes. encourage you all to panic. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the newspaper, panic starts. <laughs> <laughs> Really? I was I was okay. <laughs> I've heard there's panic at the disco. <laughs> so this, the, the whole panic, it starts with the collapse of the Ohio Life Insurance and Trust Company. Ooh. And then it's compounded a few weeks later when a steamship, which is carrying millions and millions of dollars in gold bullion, sinks. Yeah. And it's all lost. Ooh, the, all this money is lost. And it's, it's like with gold. it sort of shakes the financial community, really. And mm. everyone's going, ooh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> can you sum it up in a word? No, a noise. Ooh. <laughs> so that's what panic sounds like, that everyone. Sounds like, that is a very good panic sound. <laughs> All our stuff is at the bottom of the ocean. Ooh. Oh, no. So I mean, this leads to a three-year economic depression yeah. in which hundreds of thousands of people are less penniless, homeless. It's, it's terrible. But to dear old mom... The crash means opportunity. Mm. Suddenly, there are starving children all over the place. Okay. Starving children who pick a pocket or two. (laughs) (laughs) And she reaches out to these street urchins. Okay. And says, I'll buy the stuff. Okay. That you steal. Come come to me. I'll buy it. And so... (laughs) She's (laughs) baking. 
That is, oh that she is absolutely a sort of a Fagin character. Yeah, so she buys all this stuff from these these kids who are yeah. raiding the people who still have money in New York, yeah. and she sells it all on for, for a for a modest but respectable profit. Absolutely. Clever girl. Yeah, indeed. And so this suddenly transforms her fortunes completely. And she goes from peddler to sort of burgeoning crime boss with an army of, yeah, (laughs) pickpockets at her beck and call. But good businesswoman sees an opportunity. She sees an opportunity. She sees an opportunity. She writes a hit West End musical (laughs) that is shelved for many years. As she starts to get more established and more well known, she starts networking. First of all, at the synagogue, which she goes to, and she starts connecting with other more established criminals and they give her access to yet a wider group of people. Mm. So now she's not just with the, the gangs of young pickpockets, but the, yeah, she's really expanding her operation and her name is getting known as, this is a woman who will buy stuff. Yes. If you've got something to sell, doesn't matter where it's come from, she will buy it at a fair price but she's well connected but she's getting well connected yeah. her name is getting out there and it's getting known and not only amongst the criminal community but also she meets politicians <laughs> she starts meeting and this is particularly at the synagogue she starts meeting politicians they hope that staying in with mom because she's getting this reputation becoming increasingly influential mm. it will rally the jewish vote to their side the sort of okay. thing how can we get the jewish vote you know mom she's popular she's influential yeah. get in with her and yeah. we'll get the vote <laughs> so, but it means her tendrils spread not just from the the criminal element but she's she's getting known in fancier areas and amongst the sort of slightly more well-to-do her yeah. name starts spreading well it only takes a little bit of time isn't it in a, in, in a depression in a economic crisis yeah like who the fuck can i sell this stuff yeah. to someone was wanting to buy yeah. excellent she's got more connections yeah exactly and the connections that she makes she's, in... taken, she's taken a risk well she is well. absolutely yeah. but the connections she makes through these politicians and into the sorts of high society gives her people to sell to yeah as well so she's buying from all these people but then there are now people who have perhaps have got a bit of an income a bit of disposable money they haven't been as affected by the panic as mm. everyone else so they've got a bit of money and they can afford a bit of jewelry yeah. And they're not going to ask, they're going to get it cheaper than they're going to get it in the shop. So exactly. they're not going to ask too many yeah. questions. So now she's got a whole new market of buyers as well, which is, yeah, fantastic. Yes. So, and I must also commend you on the use of the word, her tendrils extend. <laughs> I am now fully pitching her as an octopus. She is, indeed. Yes. Or Cthulhu. <laughs> One of the Whichever two. you prefer. One of the two. She drove people mad. <laughs> <laughs> as her influence expands, she starts to make herself known at the Eighth Ward Thieves Exchange, which is brilliant. <laughs> I love this. Explain. Uh, no, so this is this is a centre for thieves and fences from nice. across New York. Of course. It's set, say, set up in the in the Eighth Ward, and this was a fantastic networking opportunity. <laughs> so yeah, pickpockets. Thieves, they had branding. They would they would all come. To the, to the exchange mm-hmm. to find the best price for their stolen goods sure. and yeah it works but also i mean her getting her name known there it also brings in a bit of protection because the people who mm-hmm. run the thieves exchange they are paying off police and the authorities well, to turn a blind eye right so if she gets known there she now has a level of protection mm-hmm. as well from the police who yeah 
who have been paid to go, what? I don't know. What's going on there? <laughs> this lovely prayer group. No, yes. I couldn't possibly bring, the, bring I that I couldn't up. possibly go in there. No, look, I look over there. I look over there and I've got a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> no so, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, they, I mean, they are paying healthy, healthy chunks to yeah, mm. judges, prosecutors, cops, just to turn a blind eye. It's a great network. It's fascinating how it yeah. works. Again, if you're going to try and sell stuff up on the street, you want to go to an area where you're protected, where they can say, okay, come in. Yes, we'll take a cut of your profits. You're not going to be able to do it on your own. Mm. But the police aren't going to come knocking. Yeah. Oh, oh, the picture you painted. Yeah, but I mean, there, there were there were a few detectives who couldn't be paid off, who were there to do the right thing. Oh, God, they were goody two-shoes. Yeah, goody two-shoes who were not going to look the other way for a bottle of whiskey or anything like that but mom she's ahead of them as well Mm. she sets up dozens of hiding places around the city where she can store her illicit goods she Mm -hmm. actually has warehouses set up so she's got her cans goods store but she also has a little satellite depots around the city which she can use to sort of squander things away and hide things and no one knows where they are apart from her (laughs) and her her sort of top lieutenants that sort of thing she has hiding places in her own home one of them, which is fantastic, is behind the chimney breast. Mm-hmm. She creates a false back behind the chimney mm. in which she installs a dumb waiter. So like a dumb waiter that it. goes up into the chimney. <laughs> so if anyone is looking, oh, that, and yeah. even if they find the false back of the chimney, there's nothing anything, there no. because it's way up, the, the goods are way up in the chimney. She knows exactly where it is. No one ever <laughs> finds it. It's brilliant. Anyone breaks in, they go, what's this rope for? That's to, no, ignore that. Yeah, ignore the work. Ignore the work. That's for the chandelier. Yeah. <laughs> it's estimated that as much as $10 million in stolen goods passed through her hands Oof. during her career, which is a huge quantity of money. <laughs> for years, she ran her business pretty much with impunity, really. Luke? She knew who to pay off. She knew to get in with the right people that they would turn a blind eye. She was well known across New York City and beyond really throughout the country mm. police chief george walling wrote his memoir in 1887 which is the recollection of a new york police chief ah. and he speaks he speaks about mom in his yeah in his memoir and he has sort of a grudging respect for the woman he writes the ramifications of her business set were so widespread her ingenuity as an assistant to criminals so nearly approaching genius that if a silk robbery occurred in St. Louis and the criminals were known as belonging to Malmbaum, she always had the first choice of the swag. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, across the country, people mm. people knew her and she had, she had fingers in all the pies. All the pies. Yeah. And she had a nice sideline in pies yeah, as well. Absolutely. But people knew it was her. So this yeah. is the police chief writing, knowing it was her, but we can do nothing about it. But that's it. What's she going to do? She's just, she's moving stolen goods. How yeah. can you prove where they've come from? Wow. How many people are going to be filing complaints? Mm. Oh, my wallet was stolen. Well, there's nothing we can do about that, is there? Mm. These goods have been shipped around. They moved from hand to hand to hand. She's clearly moving them along pretty yeah, quickly. Pretty quick, absolutely. Yeah. And she's not stealing anything herself. No. She, she's not getting involved. Just tidy profit. Yeah, exactly. Mm, greedy. So, I mean, by her, by her 40s, she is well, she's a well-established established crime boss mm-hmm. she's now a widow her husband has passed away he seems to be doing fuck all but he, <laughs> he has died and he she fell has, into the hudson yeah, yeah. <laughs> she has to support her, her four children they are now aged between eight and 15 uh-huh. so she's got to look after her kids so this only makes her more determined to make more money 
to make more money Fair to play. make a better life for her children Aww. so she's absolutely adamant that they're going to be taken taken care of i bet you they're going to be really feckless wasters when they grow <laughs> up as well well yeah you come from nothing and you've experienced yeah. poverty then she's probably thinking all that matters is that my kids get the money they get yeah. they, they get looked after and taken care of well i mean one of us she had she had two sons and two daughters one of the sons followed her into the the business mm. and sort of learned the trade mm. one of the daughters ended up marrying a politician Nice. And things, and sort of sweeping her uh, her family behind uh, under the carpet. Used side, to be being looked after. Yeah, so they did all manner of things, but she was adamant, especially the, the, the daughters were not going to be involved in the criminal way of life yeah, they were yeah, going to, they were going to have a yeah. better life oh that's a bit of a shame really <laughs> so, well no no that not that you should be a criminal but if she's head of the underworld say no daughters just marry and just, that'll be fine exactly i have crafted an entire business out of this so <laughs> everyone fears me but get yourself a husband a bit easier yeah, bit easier get yourself a nice husband maybe maybe she just wanted a happy life for them yeah well exactly and she knew it was hard work what she did was 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 not not an easy life to live. And you know what, life is hard work. Nick. Well, if it doesn't have to be, then crack on. Yeah, and you go through a depression, <laughs> then you're like, just take what you can, love. Take what you yeah. can, and that's a good lesson as well. Ladies, take what you can. Absolutely. Her involvement with the New York underworld is it's say it's an, it's an open secret. Everyone knows exactly what she's doing, mm. but she always maintains this distance, as we've said. Never steals anything mm. herself. Always got the places hide stuff city newspapers call her the nucleus and center of the whole organization of crime in new york city Ooh. no one can prove it no yeah you gotta really build a case because otherwise yeah. what she'll go to jail for three five years maybe for something yeah. get straight back out the whole network is still continuing yep. it's still out there you're gonna pull the whole system down haven't mm. you? <laughs> they clearly haven't watched goodfellas <laughs> So, I mean, as her wealth and her reputation spreads, she starts thinking about what is going to become of her empire. She can't carry on mm. doing this forever. What is going to happen? Say, so she doesn't want her children to to inherit it. She wants them to enjoy the spoils of her hard life. And, yeah, uh, yeah she wants them to have a grand old time. So she decides she has to find a successor. She has to find someone who can take on this role. Not a relation, someone she can train, Mm. someone who can carry on the mantle when she decides to give it up. I like it. So she starts a school. Sorry, what? (laughs) What? That was not where I thought you were going with it. She starts a school. A school? In 1870, Mom's Grand Street School opens. It's just around the corner from the police headquarters. And the school has the sole aim of passing and training the future criminals of New York. What? <laughs> so, so she takes children from the street, orphans, yeah. whoever, or whoever wants to join, really, and teaches them how to become pickpockets, how to yeah. become thieves. How she offers additional training in how to be in con artistry, blackmail, safe cracking for the more advanced <laughs> students. Um, I mean, the school welcomes both men and women. Mm. It is one of the first coeducational schools <laughs> in the 19th century. Good for mom. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it churns out a steady stream of professional thieves into into New York. I can well believe it. But did it have a <laughs> curriculum? Was there a timetable? Was there a big bell? People running, oh, sorry, I can't stay and chat, you know, by the lockers. I've got to get to pickpocketing today. I'm, well, I must have, I'm, I'm assuming it must have been a fairly strict the sort well, of, I guess. So, yeah. yeah so you're going to learn these. You've got to learn these. Yeah, you've got to learn these skills. Yeah. What a uh, great school. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Ooh, has a book been written about that? 
Oh, I'm, I'm, sure I'm so be. sick of all the dragon school and magic school bullshit that's no, out there is, right now. Pure crime school. Crimes pickpockety school. Yeah. yeah, that's what we need. That's what we need. Yes. <laughs> the school lasts for six years. <laughs> this is quite good going. Which is, which is good going. They have a few summer fates. They have a big fundraiser. <laughs> it only closes. Mom herself decides to shut the whole thing down when she discovers that a senior police officer's son has enrolled. <laughs> Sorry, I'm picturing him there in a full Bobby's outfit, even though he's American. Turned up, hello. <laughs> now, it's not it's not thought that he was like undercover or anything like that. He thought he was like rebelling potentially from oh. from his parents, but his father was this sort of yeah senior senior officer in the New York Police Department. Okay, and said, well, no, we can't risk no yeah. this this getting out, this compromising everything mm. that we built up. The whole thing gets shut down. Like it. So, but I mean, they've had a really good run of producing criminals for mm-hmm. the future, really. And one of those star pupils is Sophie Lyons. Now, Mom sees something in Sophie, and the young thief quickly becomes her protege, really. She trains as a sneak thief, a con artist, a blackmailer. Mm. Uh, Sophie herself earns the nickname the Princess of Crime. Oh, I like it. So, oh, <laughs> so, yes, the queen's daughter. On one occasion, she's able to talk herself out of being arrested when she's caught stealing red-handed. I like this. She lies to the police, claiming that, well, the real Sophie Lyons would never be caught so easily. That she never... He, she is a hardened criminal. She would, ne- you, she would, oh. you would never catch her. You oh. think I'm her... She's a thousand times Don't better be than me. Fool. Don't oh, be that's stupid. so good. She, you'd never catch her as easily as you've caught me. And it seems to work. And the police go, oh, yeah, you're probably not home. I mean, okay. That's worthy of a novel. <laughs> that's, that's what they go. That's me? You think and she, I'm Sophie Lyons? She, is she walks fool. away to steal another day. <laughs> which oh. is brilliant. Love her. Love brilliant her instantly. Brilliant bit of blagging. <laughs> um, oh, I need a drink. I've been talking. Drink break? It's time for a drink. I think it's time for a drink. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So Nick, we have our drinks. We have our drinks. Clinky, drinks. clinky, clinky. Yum, 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 yum. Back onto mom. Back onto mom and her protege. And her protege. Now, mom, as we know, she has a huge number of sort of criminal associates mm-hmm. throughout New York City, but she is thought to be the brains behind many of the great thefts across new york yes. really she has had a hand in planning and plotting mm. so we've already covered adam worth who i mentioned earlier who yes. became known as the napoleon of crime when he moved over to mm. europe he worked with mom in his early days yes then you have the like of george leslie the king of bank robbers ah. who reportedly carried out or planned 80 percent of the u.s's bank robberies by the end of the 19th century I mean... so he had a hand in yeah 80% of all robberies across the country. I suppose you have to think about it, is that they're not going to be directly involved in everything. Yeah, but it's going to be offering like some advice. Consultancy. Consultancy, absolutely. Yeah, people that come to you and say, okay, we'll give you a cut, but also how also, do we do this? Right, yeah. go in that door, do that. How Don't... do we get through this particular safe? How yes. do we get through that those particular <laughs> security or whatever? Don't go through the front door guns blazing. Yeah. Find a back way. That'll be £30,000, please. Yeah. Why are you dealing in pounds? Because, shut up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you also have a huge number of lesser known, but fantastically titled thieves as well, really. So you've got the likes of Big Mary, Queen Liz. Nice. Old Mother Hubbard. She was a grand old, she lived in the cupboard, (laughs) pickpocketing anyone who came by. (laughs) Kid Glove Rose. Oh, not a kid, you can treat her with Kid Gloves. Yeah, Kid Glove Rose. You have a chap called Michael Kurtz, who was known as Sheeny Mike. Sheeny Mike. Yeah, who <laughs> was, was a pickpocket. I can't make that work. Like shiny, that sheeny, shiny, I don't know. Shit, sorry. Yeah, well, that, he was known as Sheeny Mike. Abraham Grenthal, who was known as General Grenthal. Gentle Grenthal. Oh, that's quite good. So, yeah. I quite like that. So, I can yeah. get on board with that. Get on that one. So, in 1886, there's a police inspector, a chap called Thomas Burns. He writes a book called Professional Criminals of America. Oh. And he lists all of these people mm. and a great many others known associates mm. of Frederica Mendelbaum. Um, the book also takes advantage of the new mugshots that police are taking when they yes, arrest they people. Are, yeah. uh, and he creates like a rogues gallery in this book. There are 204 of the city's professional criminals <laughs> listed. They've got their mugshot there and a little bio underneath about all like, the characteristics and what they've, what they've been nicked for in the past and oh, things nice. like that. Like a reverse yearbook. Yeah, and this is published. Yeah. Everyone goes, oh, I've seen them. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flicking, flicking through this, this book. Oh, that'd be sensational, that <laughs> yeah, book. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds great. Now, I mean, Mom, she knows all these people. Mm. And she works with them and she's extremely loyal to these people. Well, I mean, they are her bread and butter. Mm. All these people, they are responsible for her income and yeah. her rise through through the ranks, really. George Walling, they say the police chief, writes in his memoir, she attained a reputation as a businesswoman whose honesty in criminal matters was absolute. Mm. So yeah, she was a trustworthy, respectable yeah. person to criminals. So she didn't try and do the dirty on people she made a deal she honored the deal she offered people a fair price mm. on things they stole so yeah she wasn't trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes she but it's 
yeah, it's the same as we've seen with Adam Worth, who was her protege. Again, he was very kind of like, don't drink and like, you know, yeah. kind of straight edge as well. Not going to go, I'm going to be greedy and roll around on Absolutely. all these things. And those people get caught very quickly. Yeah. It is a means to an end. Yeah, let's build no, up an empire. Let's yeah. be a business person about so, this. Yeah, definitely, definitely honour among thieves yeah. in this environment. Well, that's what that's what wins at the end of the day. No. If you're gonna be if you're gonna be a dick, then someone's gonna betray <laughs> you and stab you in the head. Her her eventual obituary in the New York Times mm. noted her success was in great measure due to her friendship, for her loyalty to the thieves with whom she did business. Love that. Yeah, she never betrayed her customers, her clients, her suppliers. Mm. When they got into trouble, she procure bail for them she did all she could to Mm. to help these people she sets up a fund that becomes known as the bureau for the protection of criminals (laughs) (laughs) which is used to pay bail to fund lawyers and all this for all the people who who need that help who can't do it themselves the brooklyn daily eagle called her a most respectable and philanthropic receiver of stolen goods new york You keep your friends close and your enemies even closer. Yeah. Treat people well. Treat people well. You and know, they're you... not going to stab you in the back and no. they're not going to go behind she... you. It seems like yeah. her whole business was about connections, yeah. about making acquaintances, talking to people. You're not going to win if you're seen to be stabbing people in the back. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You yeah. catch more flies with honey well, than with vinegar. Exactly. Mm. But... But all good things must come to an end. No, they don't. As they say. No. The New York authorities had decided once and for all that she needs to be put out of business. We cannot continue with, with this. The district attorney, a chap called Peter Olney, decides that they cannot trust their own police force because so <laughs> many of them are taking backhanders. So he outsources the whole thing. Okay. To our dear old friends. The Pinkerton Agency. The Pinkerton Agency. <laughs> One agent, a chap called Gustav Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is one of their best undercover men. He infiltrates Marm's organisation. Over the course of a couple of months, he works his way close to Marm mm. to set up a sting operation. He knows that a particular clothier is going to get robbed. Okay. And he arranges for several bolts of silk to, to be marked to have particular identifying yeah. characteristics put on them. Okay. The store <laughs> so is... just wrote their name across it. <laughs> so we go, this silk looks shit. Sorry. <laughs> police silk. <laughs> police silk. Police silk. Police silk. It's all black and white striped. And yeah. <laughs> this store is... Ab- yep, is, it is due to be broken into and the silk is stolen. <gasps> Gustav witnesses the thieves selling this stolen silk onto mom mm. she has now been in receipt of stolen goods there it is they can prove that silk came from that shop that was broken into gotcha red-handed Be- before the goods can be moved on yeah. her home is raided right. and the detectives find the stolen goods inside okay. which gives them cause to raid a whole other host of things mm. more and more stuff domino effect. is yeah exactly is discovered and is the domino effect mom quickly realizes that she has been set up she punches gustav frank in the face <laughs> <laughs> yelling you are the one who was at the bottom of this you wretch wretch <laughs> and smacks him in the face i bet you that was edited for the newspapers very possibly she was probably pummeling him to the ground <laughs> like various expletives everyone's like we're just going to put wretch. Yes, this right, that. <laughs> it's now all over the news, all over the papers, that Frederica Mendelbaum has been arrested. She has evaded authorities for so long, so many years, but now they've got her. She's going to be brought to justice. Mm. At the time of her arrest, 
she has the attorneys William F. Howe and Abraham Hummel on retainer. Mm-hmm. She's paying them $5,000 a year. Oh, bloody hell. a lot of money yeah. for, their, for their services to get yeah. her and her immediate circle mm-hmm. out of any trouble that may arise. Now, when I was researching this, the, the article said, like, the, the infamous William F. Howe and Abraham Hummel. And I thought, infamous? Why are they infamous? I've not heard of them yeah, before. Yeah, not, not, not much. Yeah, so yeah. then I had to Google them. No fuck they are. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go on a slight aside here. No, um, go for it. Yeah, yeah. So they are well known for representing New York's underworld. Nice. Many, many gangs and criminals have them on retainer as mm. well. William Howe, he handles most of the criminal defense work. He works on over 600 murder trials nice. defending, yeah, can, yeah, people are charged with murder. Okay. He is known for his very dramatic style mm. in court. <laughs> he has this ability to weep on cue. Love it. He cries on cue while giving a most impassioned defense. <laughs> sort Interpretive of speech. dance. Yeah, <laughs> One of his regular opponents that he is up against suspected that he's using an onion-scented handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> To help sort of get him in the mood for this. So he'll get up from, yeah, get up from his desk. Just dab his dab, eyes. Dab, dab his oh, eyes no. with his onion handkerchief and then start bawling his eyes out. Oh, I love as, that. Yeah. One day he messes it up and he just rubs an onion in his face. <laughs> this onion has been terribly yeah. abused. He, he, or he once delivered a two-hour closing argument. Shut the fuck up. On his knees. Literally. In front of the jury box. Crying with his handkerchief on his knees. This impassioned plea for I his client. cannot tell you how much I love that. And it is unnecessary and annoying. But do it. Do yeah. the old-timey, well-oiled machine of crying. I implore you, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. It's usually a southern gentleman who's doing it, you know. But there, there's, yeah. there's one brilliant case. And I will go back to mom soon, I promise. Okay, no, 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 um, no, no, please, please do. I love but this. But he is representing a woman, Ellen Nelson, mm. who has been accused of murder. She's been accused of shooting her yeah. lover. Now, she has been discovered after a huge argument, shouting argument. The police have been called. She is discovered with a revolver in her hand mm. and her lover dead on the floor. <laughs> Something of a slam dunk, so people might might think, really. Have, have, have years of this podcast have taught us nothing, <laughs> Nick? But no, William Howe is there. He successfully persuades the jury yep. that, yes, she had been holding a revolver. But she had only meant to threaten him. Her finger slipped, slipped on the trigger, yeah. shot her lover four times. <laughs> I was with you. I was with you. <laughs> Each one, a little slip, a little slip of the finger. <laughs> four holes blasted in her married lover. She was acquitted. Brilliant. She got away. Of course she was. Got free. Yep. Fell no. down an elevator shaft onto some onto, bullets. Onto some bullets. Love it. I'll tell you. And aside afterwards. Yeah. Aside I've, got, afterwards. I've, got, I've got one more. You can no, no, this go later go, if go, you want. Go, go, so go. there's, again, a chap. Edward Unger, who mm. has confessed to the murder of his lodger. Yeah. Murdered his lodger, cut up his body, threw half of it wow. into the East River, oh. posted the other half to Baltimore. Nice. I'm okay. not sure where in Baltimore, or just to the city of Baltimore. Here you go, have some bits. <laughs> really fucking hated Baltimore. <laughs> you know what, Baltimore? You fed me off the last yeah. time. Prosecutor. <laughs> he's confessed. This prosecutor is going, yes, fine, easy. I can get this one. He's William just Howell rubbing his hands. Up. <laughs> You're doing the braces motion, exactly. aren't you? Well, ladies well, and gentlemen, why is he southern? I don't know. Let's, let's see what's going on there. He gets up, 
surprises everyone by <laughs> denying that his client has anything to do with this murder. Love it. Was not him. There is some hilarity in the courtroom. <laughs> Why his, he then turns it slightly. It was his seven-year-old daughter. No. His seven-year-old daughter who is sitting on his client's lap at this point. Not even his kid. <laughs> it was the daughter who did the murdering. And he's been defending her. Only for fear about what would happen to this child if she had been discovered that she had murdered and chopped someone up and then posted them. <laughs> that, that her father felt obliged that he had to confess yeah. to protect his daughter. To protect her. Protect his daughter, absolutely. From first degree murder, he got away with manslaughter. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I should never be on a jury because I would have believed that 100%. Yeah. I'd be sitting there going, no, what? Well, so did most of the jury, the apparently. So, yeah, he got away with manslaughter on that one rather than first-degree murder oh, for killing someone, chopping them up, throwing them in a river because <laughs> the seven-year-old daughter did it. The only thing I'll say is my darling dad was a lawyer before he was a broadcaster and like was a journalist. And he studied American and English law and he went to Harvard for a time and he was mainly industrial law. But he talked about the criminal cases he was on and he just said the scary thing is is how easy it is to get someone off. Yeah. And and he'd worked with people. He'd worked on really complicated ones and had to study them. And was saying just with the power of just being a really good lawyer, how you can get people off. And yeah. as you've said, it's just so easy. Yeah. I mean, there are so many. I, they, these people might actually be a good patron episode. Yeah. There are Maybe so many stories about what the, how these people go. Because so how did the sort of the criminal stuff, his partner mm. did sort of more of the, the corporate stuff. And he was famous for getting people off on technicalities. Uh, Weird that's little all it is, loopholes isn't it? in yeah. laws and stuff like that. That he was able to, yeah, wangle these various yeah. things. Fantastic. Anyway, so back to mom. Mm. Back to mom. Back to mom. Um, back to mom. <laughs> we should yeah, concentrate yeah. on on mom. So during the sort of the pre-trial, Aye. how he does his best to argue her innocence. Absolutely nothing. Yet she is innocent of Blimless. all things. She he tries to discredit the Pinkerton agency and Gustav Frank. Really, <laughs> I mean, he suggests that well, Gustav he is no better than a criminal himself. Mm. How does he know so much about the murky world of the New York? crime gangs how does he know how it all works how does he know what's going on an honest decent chap wouldn't know so much about <laughs> the criminal world oh, so he God. must be dodgy himself oh that's nasty yeah. i don't like that <laughs> bail oh. is set at the extraordinary amount ten thousand dollars now this is the time where bail for someone indicted for murder is five hundred dollars <laughs> She is charged. She her bail is set at ten thousand. Mm. She pays him. Oh, I love her. <laughs> In minks. Uh, <laughs> and she is free to fight the charges outside jail. Mm. There is round the clock surveillance. Pinkerton agents are not being subtle now. They're no. just, they're, there's about five of them outside her house with binoculars, <laughs> <laughs> just twenty four hours a day staring. <laughs> she vanishes. No, <laughs> they all had them round the wrong way. How did these work? No, she's, she's really very, very far she's away. Very far away. <laughs> and there's just one of her stooges upstairs undressing in a bra every day. La, 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 la. Wow. Well, on the morning of the 4th of December in 1884, uh -huh. lawyer is waiting in court for his client. She simply fails to. Mm -hmm. The Times writes, and this is brilliant, just District Attorney Olney sat sternly imposing. Mr. Howe was plumply serene and ponderously gracious. 
plumply serene. Plumply serene. Please, ponderously think, gracious. I think that's also a T-shirt for us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I like that. I might, I might take that on for myself. <laughs> plumply serene. <laughs> the well-dressed gentlemen in the audience folded up their papers, directed their gaze to the various doors in the room in the fond anticipation of Mrs. Frederica Mendelbaum stalking into the room in the manner of which is peculiarly her own. Frederica Mendelbaum, the words seemed to float over the heads of the merchants. There was no answer. Dead silence reigned. Then a little sound of something like disappointment was heard in the court, mm. and lawyer Mr Howell rose to his feet, saying the defendants are not here, Your Honour. I believe Mrs Mendelbaum acted upon Mark Twain theory that the absence of body is often better than the presence of mind. <laughs> <laughs> Which, <laughs> Which I love that. I'm the not... other Lloyd is like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off with your Mark Twain. He's not perfect, you bastard. I'm losing this case. <laughs> she flees to Canada. She is able to live out the rest of her life in yeah. Ontario. <gasps> she Beautiful. works in a hat shop. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my, oh, my God. It's the dream. As a law-abiding citizen. Yeah. <gasps> but she misses her life back in New York of dreadfully. Shortly before her death in 1894, she supposedly said, I would gladly forfeit every penny of my wealth in order to once again breathe freely the atmosphere of the 13th Ward. Oh, my God. Her body is returned to New York to rest in their family pot nice. in Queens. Her funeral was attended by hundreds, including yeah, friends, old cops, old enemies, mm. aging felons. Respect, respectful. Absolutely respectful indeed. They all come to, yeah, pay their respects to Mother Mendelbaum. Then, after the funeral, many of the mourners make their way to the police station right. to report that their pockets have been picked <laughs> <laughs> at Mom's grave. <laughs> From beyond the grave, <laughs> she still ruled. Or everyone was like, well, that's yeah, absolutely there's a, there's fine. a big old crowd there. That's not a crowd you want to go to. Like, you go, <laughs> A, I want to pay more respects. B, there's people I do not want to see yeah. in yeah. that group. <laughs> I am going to be assaulted in many ways. Yeah. Could be a party. You know, so <laughs> don't bring your valuables. Don't bring your valuables, indeed. That's the fantastic story of oh, Frederica Mendelbaum. I love it. Queen of fences. Queen of fences. What a brilliant story. Again, another example of a criminal wasn't too greedy. Yeah. Just was a businesswoman. Was business, a business businesswoman. Woman. Yes, business of course she broke the law. And that's not all right. That's not all right. But just wanted a means to an end. Mm. You know, didn't want to live the high life and was like getting too greedy like all of the other kind of thieves and murderers, it turned out in the end. Well, Wanted yeah. to get enough to get by, to provide for her provide children. Provide for her family, provide for I her bet, children. I bet her children were really feckless. <laughs> I bet they were not teaching, because she worked so hard. And well, I, one, I of them were, one of them was arrested alongside her in the, in the sting. So one of her sons was arrested and I don't actually know what happened to him. If he yeah. managed to escape with his mother or he was he went yeah. to trial. Oh, he I'm, wanted to I'm carry not, on the family business. Sure. But yeah, but both of her daughters went on to marry and live yeah, fairly fun, nice lives. Yeah. In the end, I feel bad for Ontario at the end of it. Because Ontario's <laughs> bloody lovely, but she's there going in Canada. It's not the same as New York. It's and not the like, same as New well, York. Well, take back this maple syrup. <laughs> Ontario's the nicest place. It's wonderful and beautiful. They're like, okay, you know what? I know it's not New York. Mrs. Criminal, got a lot of choice on your hands, do you? No, you don't. So maybe shut up. <laughs> 
<laughs> they would never say that because Canadians be are so nice. nice. Like, oh, absolutely, you're right. No, 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 it's not as good as me. <laughs> what a great story. Love a gang boss no, and absolutely. a female crime boss. Mm. Well overdue. The lawyers as well. The lawyers are brilliant. The yeah. lawyers are great. It's it's very sad just how easy it is to get people off of crimes. <laughs> and it's still true today. Yeah. It's all loopholes. Yeah, absolutely. And performance. Performance art. Performance and loopholes. On your knees crying. I, I actually recommend anyone do this in an HR meeting as well. If anyone <laughs> accuses you of anything, get on your knees and cry for two hours. Get your onion handkerchief out. <laughs> Well, there we go. What do you think, people? What do you think of the story of Frederica Mendelbaum? And you did really enjoy saying her name when Mendelbaum. you did say it. Yeah. Mendelbaum. 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 It's a good name. Wonderful. The crime boss, a crime boss of New York, one of many. What do you think of her methods? What do you think her motivation was? Do you think she was just a pure businesswoman? Do you think it's been distorted over the years and that she was really greedy? Or do you think she just had her sights on protecting her children and mm. having a few furs on the way a few yes quite a few yes also if you're from new york as well maybe you know more about mm. her story and you know more about the various gangs in the area and maybe there's fodder for future stories tell us what you think jump on the comments of this episode tell us your thoughts your theories your feelings but most importantly while you're musing you must mix up a silk rose it was damn lovely it was lovely yeah absolutely. that was a very clever cocktail i like that one a lot a lot no, let's have another very, very good. let's have another let's have, just have nine more yeah and just the nine and it's not that it's not got many obscure things so by Bene now you should have benedictine benedictine yeah a bit of a weird one potentially but but it, it always works yeah exactly. benedictine always works so i'd say if you're going to invest get on them. a weirdie get them get them substitute it for chartreuse <laughs> I know Nick will go, no, don't ever do that. Just do it. <laughs> Mix up the cocktail. Send us pictures of the cocktails you are enjoying over the weekend. Please tag us on social media, particularly Instagram, where we're most prominent. If you're on TikTok as well, please tag us on different videos. We are on Facebook and we have our wonderful book group on Facebook, the Belladonna Book Club. This is a group that is open to all listeners of the show. If you love books, if you want to share what you're reading and have a chat with other listeners of the show, please join it. It is a wonderful wonderful lovely place to be part of if you can as well please leave us a review on apple itunes and do follow us on the social media channels we've mentioned as well please follow us on youtube we are trying to put more content out on there and we'd love to have suggestions from you about what extra content you'd like to see from the poisonous cabinet if we can do it we will try and we're building up to episode 200 that's terrifying yeah 10 away 10 weeks but 10 <laughs> 10 It'll be episodes here before you know it well, we need a biggie. We need yeah, a biggie. Yeah, we really do. We really do. So start thinking, people. What haven't we covered? Yeah. What could we covered? What happens in season five? Really Gosh. need your feedback on this because we need to make sure this We're show... We're running out of murderers. <laughs> crimes, crazy crimes. We're running out of crazy crimes. <laughs> Maybe we do fabulous outfits. Fabulous. <laughs> season five is all about fashion. Well, there's a lot of small stories about murderers. So we do that and then some fashion. Yes. Ah, uh, oh, have you seen uh, complete wow. random nonsense? Have you have you seen? It comes up on my TikTok. Gwendolyn Christie did oh a fashion God. show. Oh my iconic! In the Paris, so I think. good. And it's just like, oh, that's so it awesome. is stunning, stunning. Like it's a work of art. She is Absolutely a work of is. art. Amazing. Maybe it's just we do a small murder story and then we talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about fashion. I don't right. think everyone would love that, but that's the After Dark <laughs> special that we may be starting. <laughs> but do send us your suggestions and your good thoughts. Thanks for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the Poisoner's Cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you. Bye.
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.